Keep the change, you filthy animal. Part two of this Christmas special. And it's safe to say, I say the best for last. Home Alone. Coming up on The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a podcast about movies. Part two, folks. Home Alone. I know this is a lot of people's hearts, including mine. I love Home Alone. Do I love this more than Jingle Be- Jingle All the Way? I just put Jingle All the Way over this movie, so y'all can call me crazy, and I am crazy. But anyways, moving on. Home Alone came out November sixteenth, nineteen ninety. Um, definitely Home Alone is in my top five. Who of Christmas movies? Come on, who Home Alone has to make it into your top five of Christmas movies of all time? Christmas movies. The overview of Home Alone: An eight-year-old that was accidentally left home alone all by his family must fend for himself and also protect his family home from two burglars. Yeah, I came up. I came up with that by myself. You know, tell me what you think. Kind of sounds a little bit weird, right? Fend for himself, but it's it's kind of true. You know, you gotta go out there. He gotta buy his uh laundry soap because he gotta wash the damn laundry. He gotta wash his laundry clothes. Uh. You gotta make his dinners right, so he out here doing his thing, man. For an eight year old, that's that's crazy. Um, I can somewhat relate to that. Not to be on my little violin where you know I I play it for you like Mr. Krabs do, but I, I mean I can't relate to this. You know, my mom is uh me and my brother were home alone for a lot. Cause my mom had two jobs. You know, my parents divorced. My mom had uh, two jobs and had to provide the financial stability for us so we had to do a lot of these things on our own and i learned a lot it was good it was a great experience somewhat of a great experience it could have been better if i had both parents you know but enough of off that uh off that soap opera box back to this immaculate christmas movie for the cast we have macaulay colkin as kevin joe pesci as harry Daniel Stern as Marv, Catherine O'Hara as Kate, John Hurd as Peter. Oh man, I'm about to tear up his last name. Angela Gothals as Lenny, um, Devin Retray as Buzz, Roberts Blo- oh, Blossom Blossom as Marley, Hillary Wolf as Megan. Gary Bayman is Uncle Frank. John Candy makes a special appearance in this movie as uh, Gus Polinski. Michael Morana, um, Morona as Jeff. Kristen Minter as Heather. Diana Rain as Sandra. And McCoy Culkin's little brother, Kieran Culkin as Fuller. The budget, an estimated eighteen million, and the box office. I mean, should I even like begin to tell y'all how how it crushed in the box office? I 
Um, I guess I should, right? So the box office. Opening weekend made around 17 million. And a total gross in the US, it made, y'all ready for this? $285 million. Yikes! A worldwide total of $476 million. Safe to say this movie did its thing and crushed it in the box office. Crushed the previous movie, Jingle All the Way, by like a lot. The reviews. I mean, y'all know how good this movie is. I don't even know why I dive into the reviews, but I'm going to do it for the sake of our show. The green, it got a green score, green light. However, you want to say it. 63 on Metascore, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, with an audience score of 80 percentile. The whole thing, oh, look at that. I'm about to read some some of the reviews I pulled from both websites, IMDb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The whole thing is gloriously tinged with nostalgia. Or is it nostalgia? Anyways, a lot of people love Home Alone around the holidays, but I love Home Alone year-round. Okay. The charisma of Macaulay Culkin matched with the intelligent script by John Hughes, John Hughes makes this the definitive holiday story that it that it is, appealing to all ages. Kevin has the potential to be the mawkish child or the obnoxious little adult so common on screen, but he is neither. Played with great glee by Macaulay Culkin, he is totally endearing, up-to-the-minute little boy. Home Alone is the apex, the pinnacle, the culmination of every bad bit Hughes has ever written or directed. It overflows with primitive, disastrously, disastrously unfunny sight gags and neo-hateful, familiar humor. What type of fucking review was that? The fuck? Um, yeah, I don't know what that last one was about, but my personal review of the film, it was a, definitely a great movie, man. I mean, as kids, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to imagine how it's like to have like a couple days without family, like how you, how you would do by yourself, you know? I mean, I said I was home alone a lot, but still mom came home and she'd have like a, she still cook up some, some good food for us and still take care of his providers. But still, I I, I couldn't imagine I having my mom without me for two whole days um, at this age. Oh, at, at you know, at the eight-year-old age. So, But anyways, I mean, I, I thought it was cool. And I was always intrigued by this film and how he was so smart to set up these traps. And, I mean, my fat ass. I've always wanted to try some of that little narrow pizza that they had in the movie, you know. Um, 
it looked good to me. They was they was smashing that thing. They was smashing that pizza like like it was best damn pizza I ever had in their entire life, you know. And um, even even Kevin had to call in that little Nero's and had to get himself a pizza, risking of being caught. But yeah, my personal review of the movie. I love I love the movie. I think it's a great Christmas movie. Um, and it definitely made its mark. Uh, not only the movie, not only in movie history, but in pop culture as well. Definitely give it ten out of ten. Robbers, ten out of ten. Little Nero's Pizza. Um, ten out of ten. Micro Machines. Movie award. Movie awards. It has. 11 wins and six nominations. So, you know, I'm not going to talk too much. If you, have, if you have more than four wins to me, um, I'm just going to pick out a couple. So in this situ- so in this uh, certain case, certain situation, I'm only going to be focusing on two wins and two nominations. So at the 1991 Kids' Choice Awards, Home Alone won for favorite movie. And the other nominations in this category were Back to the Future Part 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ghost, and Kindergarten Cop. I was just talking about Kindergarten Cop, just a little bit about it in the All the Way episode, Part 1. But, um... Yeah, I, I agree with this. Best of the Future Part Three is pretty good, um, but you know, besides Home Alone, I I love I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 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 first real life action film. Or, you know, I I love that movie, man. It, it really does hold near and dear to my heart. Should I own the whole I own the whole uh, trilogy of them? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Teenage Mutant, Ninja, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, and the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I forgot what it's, what it's called, but they travel back through time and stuff. That was my least favorite one, so as you can tell, because I forgot about the name. But yeah, yeah, I agree with this. I agree with that. That was, that was a tough category because I love Ghost too. Ghost is a really good film. At the 1991 American Comedy Awards, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin won for Funniest Actor, beating uh, Gerard Depardieu in Green Card. Um, haven't seen that. I'm sorry for all the other movie heads out there that have seen this movie, but I just haven't seen it. Johnny Depp in Edward Scissor's Hands. Marlon Brando in The Freshman. And... Robin Williams and and Cadillac Man. So, for Macaulay Culkin to be some heavy hitters like that, Marlon Brando, Robin Williams, Johnny Depp, like that's just crazy for him to beat those, those three out uh, for funniest actor too. And Robin Williams is like is up there for like one of the one of the funniest character, uh, funniest actors of all time. 
So kudos to Macaulay Culkin for that. That's that's a tough one. But I haven't seen Cadillac Man, and I haven't seen the freshman starring Marlon Brando too. I didn't even know Marlon Brando could be funny. I always took Mar- Marlon Brando as a very serious actor, but if he did his thing in this movie, he did his thing. At the 1991 uh, Golden Globe Awards, Home Alone was nominated was nominated for Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical, losing to The Green Card. Other nominees were Ghost, Pretty Woman, and Dick Tracy. Mm, I'm not sure about... Maybe I did this wrong because I'm not sure about Ghost being a comedy or a musical. Ghost is pretty fucked up. And it's, and it's a slick, hard one to watch. But, okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. At the 1991 Academy Awards, Home Alone was nominated for Best Music, Best Score, Losing to Dances with Wolves. Other nominees... Include Ghost again. It did. Ha- it did have a tough soundtrack in there. I-, I messed with the Ghost soundtrack. Avalon and Havana. I haven't seen those two movies. So what makes it stand out? I pretty much just covered that, didn't I? You know, I was. I was able to relate a lot to this character of of being home alone. Um, you know, before my stepdad came into my life and, and married my mom. I, you know, like I said, she had two jobs and it was just me and my brother. We were just home alone a lot. Just watching movies or or playing our PlayStation 2 or going outside and playing with our neighbors, jumping on the trampolines and stuff. Um we never had we never encountered any burglars. But we did have to fend for ourselves, you know. Uh yeah, I, I pretty much covered this. You know, I'm, but I'll say I'll just say it again, just for the heck of this segment. Um, I just love this. I just love the setup of the film and how it is set during Christmas. And I just like, I, I like how uh, Kevin believes, uh, actually believes that he wished his family away. And you know, when he's home alone by himself and stuff, he starts to miss them, and he realizes that he wants them back, and he tries to, and he tries to talk to Santa. And try to wish them back and stuff. So that that was cute. That that was wholesome. Um, but finally, I, I just like, I just love how it's like a slapstick comedy, and for the most part, the traps are really clever and make it stand out a lot in this film. At least for me. <clears throat> My first time watching this film. I remember another one. Watching this on VHS tape. And I believe it was around Christmas time. And I know for a fact it was at my cousin's house. Because I also remember, because she had the uh, SNES, the Super Nintendo. I also remember playing the Home Alone game. Uh, but it was Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. So I remember playing that game on the Super Nintendo. And watching that movie too, I believe at the same time. So... Yeah, pretty good, pretty good memory of, uh, pretty good fun memory of my first time watching it. Test from the script. So Joe Pesci 
deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted Culkin to think he was mean so he can bind to that character and be like more afraid of him. That's like Joe Joe Pesci is like a really devoted act, actor and I respect most, if not all, of his work. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting. So they intentionally gave over-the-top performances. Neither one of them believing this movie would be would like become such a huge massive massive success. So and I'm glad that they did that too, because that that just helps the movie. That that helps boost the movie even more. This movie would was entered into the uh, Guinness Book of World Records as the highest box office gross comedy, grossing uh, four hundred and seventy seven million worldwide. I know, like I try to uh, find out if any comedy broke this record, and uh, I forgot the name of it. Forgive me, but I think it's like a. Chinese comedy that recently broke that is like in China, but 477 million worldwide. It's really good. I know for a fact that Avatar beat this record, and it's not a comedy, but Avatar beat this record, and then uh, what the Avengers came by and beat both of them. So during rehearsal for the scene where Harry attempts to bite off Kevin's finger. Joe Pesci actually bit Macaulay Culkin's finger, leaving a small scar. Y'all remember that scene? This is a, that's a scene where they caught him and they put him like on a coat hanger on the door. And then he was about to bite his finger. And then like that old man came in and started swinging at swinging at him, swinging at both of them. So, but I can't believe he actually bit his finger, man. I, I bet that really done messed up, messed with Macaulay Culkin. Like, damn, this dude really bit my finger. Like, damn, this dude was avoiding me on set, was being mean to me, and he really bit my finger. I, I hate this guy, you know? That's what I think was, that's what probably was going on in his head. I don't know. That's what I'm assuming. The movie, Home Alone, is considered a traditional Christmas movie in Poland. It has aired on national television during primetime Christmas season every year since 1990. And 2011, the movie aired on December 23rd with an audience of over 5 million, making it the most popular show aired during Christmas season in Poland. Well, you know, not surprised, Poland. You know, that's traditional Christmas movie everywhere, Poland. We all watch that everywhere. Catch up, you losers. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Chris Farley auditioned for the uh, Santa Claus role in the film. I think that would have been pretty awesome. Robert De Niro was offered the role of Harry, that's uh, Joe Pesci's character, but turned the role down. I'm, I'm glad he did. Uh, I like Joe Pesci as Harry instead. And, yeah, I just... Maybe a little bit darker if Robert De Niro took the role. Marv 
was supposed to have gotten a spinoff. So um, Marv is the tall. Is the second burglar guy the tall one? One half of them. Um, in Greg Beeman's 1995 film Bushwhack, which stars Daniel Stern as a delivery guy on the run after being framed for murder, um, this this movie was supposed to be Marv. Um, it was it was supposed to be, or uh, intended to be a spinoff for Home Alone. Um, you know the storyline. The storyline of the film would have been the same as as Bushwhack. After giving up a life of crime, Marv would have been framed for the same murder, and <clears throat> that would have been interesting. I never seen Bushwhack, but if I knew it was it was about Marv, I definitely would have wish watched it. And finally, just like a the small and finally last the last fact, you know, it's a it's a small little uh, personal fact. My mom got my name from this movie. My mom named me Kevin because of this movie. Things I would change. I mean, same thing as the previous, right? Nothing really. It's, it's a kid's movie. It's, it's meant to be silly. It's meant to be somewhat unbelievable or somewhat believable. Half, half, half full, half empty. However you want to say it. I mean, come on, let's be real. I mean, if it if it was a real movie, those robbers would have snatched him up real quick, you know. But instead, it's not a real movie, and Kevin roughs him up like a young John Wick. All right, it's like this is like a documentary of John Wick being a kid or something. I mean, shoot, those robbers were were slick messing with a code name kids next door agent, and they didn't even know it. Macaulay Culkin or Kevin was might have been like the first uh codename Kiss Next Door Angel. He was like, you know what, from this day forward, ain't no grown-ups mess with no kids. And I'm starting this motherfucker up. So instead of trying to find like things I would change about this film, I decided to put down who started the show. And besides Kevin, played by Macaulay Culkin, it, it has to be Marv, right? Marv played by Daniel Stern. He just to me he's he's more funnier and I laugh and I laugh at him more and he's just so dumb he's like so dumb and he's like dim witted compared to Harry you know Harry's the brains and Marv's just like the dummy one you know it's like it's like Pinky in the brain you know what I'm saying so I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to Marv I say Marv stole the, stole the show so my top five. Number one, it's obviously got to be the traps, you know, setting up the nails, the nails on the stairs, the flamethrower set up when Harry opens the door, burning his scalp. I, I, look, if I was a robber and I try to open up a door and a flamethrower goes off and burns my scalp, I'm leaving. Okay, I'm taking off, and y'all not, and y'all, and y'all not seeing me again until I pop up, pop up in court. Then I'll be like, yeah, these motherfuckers try to burn my damn scalp. Ha ha, I got y'all, but. Yeah, that's another thing. So yeah, the flamethrower set up, which is pretty terrifying for a kids movie. If you think about it. Um, the flying paint cans, the flying iron too. Uh, my personal favorite is the the micro machines trap. You know, how many of y'all are old enough to remember the micro remember micro machines? You know, the little tiny cars and little tiny planes and, and other shit they had. 
those were those were some awesome last those were some awesome ass toys, man. It had me a good bit of uh micro machines, but I always kept losing them because they were so tiny. So I didn't have them for too long. Number two, the movie. Within the movie, Angels with Filthy Souls is my number two. For those of you who don't know or forgot, Angels with Filthy Souls is the black and white gangster film that Kevin watches when nobody's home. And I just, I try to like, I could not believe that this movie was fake, man. You know, it kind of broke my heart. You know, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to give you, snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Like I said, man, I couldn't believe this movie was fake, boy. I was like bought into it. I'm like, damn, this movie good as fuck. Uh, I was searching all over the internet, all over the internet. And only only to be disappointed and find out that it, that it didn't exist, and that this was only made for this film. And I should have known because in the sequel, what and I think in Lost in New York, he, they had like a cassette too called Angels with with even more filthier souls. So should have made a connection there, but I refuse to believe it. Didn't want to believe it, and yeah. So number three, my fat ass, Little Nero's Pizza. This pizza look look good, and I still wanted to try some, and I still still do. They should have, I mean, they should have tried to capitalize Little Nero's Pizza off of the success of of Home Alone. They should have at least had a little event set up, a little restaurant event set up. It was like, okay, Little Little Nero's Pizza is going to be is this from this date to this date? You know? Something like that. Number four. Buzz telling the uh the elderly neighbor uh theory. So in this scene, um Kevin goes into Buzz's room and he says he wants to spend the night here because he don't want to sleep with a cousin because the cousin peed a bed all the time. So Buzz being mean to Kevin, I think he says something like, I won't let you sleep with me if you were a rash on my ass. And I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was funny. So then like they look at the neighbor window, he's like, Look, it's uh it's it's our the elderly neighbor guy. I I don't remember what they called him, but they like Buzz, Kevin, I think like one of the cousins run to Buzz's window and they look out his window and they see the old Elderly man uh, shoveling the snow out there. And so Buzz, you know, being Kevin's older brother, being the mean older brother, you know, starts to scare him by telling him this theory or stories about their neighbor, Marley, who used to be and say that he used to be a serial killer and that he killed people with like his shovel or whatnot. Some shit like that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. And I like this because. It just reminds me of of childhood days and where older kids used to say stupid shit like that to scare little kids. I mean, I've had that done to me. I've done that to younger kids, saying those 
type of scary, dumb, theory stories like that. So that makes my number four. And my last is number five is where this is the scene where the little narrows delivery guy uh, gets scared of the angels with filthy souls tape. It's just great to me. So in this scene, you know, uh, Kevin orders a pizza and he uses the angels with filthy souls tape to communicate with the, with the delivery guy through the door, you know, um, He's saying, leave it, just leave it on the stairs or whatnot. And he hands him the, he hands him the money and he plays a line, keep the change, you filthy animal. And then the uh, delivery guy replies saying, uh, cheapskate. And then that's when he plays the line. That's when he fast forwards the tape saying, hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you to the county ten to get your ugly yellow no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten, and he starts doing that, throwing that off, and then that delivery guy like dives into the snow and starts ducking and diving and ducking and dodging, and it's just hilarious to me. I love that scene. So yeah, it's my top five: traps, angels with filthy souls, little narrow's pizza. Buzz being a mean, a mean older brother, uh, being a mean older brother telling the old man theory, and the pizza delivery scene. So does it deserve a sequel? The real question is, did it deserve a sequel? I mean, the sequel is pretty good. Obviously, people, I feel like people run to the first one more than the second one. So, yeah, those first two are good. Yeah, okay. I'll give you those two. But what followed what followed behind were three extra Home Alone movies that were just completely unnecessary. They were. I remember the third one specifically because I owned it on VHS tape. And I also remember it because we had a young ass uh, Scarlett Johansson in there being the older sister. So... Even though I grew up watching that, just, just no, get rid of it, you know. I'm just fine with the first two, and that's it, you know. That that's that's it. I draw I draw the line right there, and I'm glad they only made two with with Macaulay Culkin because if they would have continued this, not only would it would it have, not only would the others have been bad, but it's like. It's like I would slip be concerned, like like damn, how many times do you keep losing your kid out here? You know, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to call child child services on you, and I'm gonna have to call Law and Order SVU on you or something, you know, because this is it's just insane how many times you lose your kid like that. So as we finally come to our last Hollywood Shuffle, the last segment. Before I say that Hollywood Shuffle, I just want to say I'm just thankful for all y'all that are here listening in on Christmas Day. If not on Christmas Day, I still appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in. And I hope that um that y'all had a good Christmas. 
spending time with the family and everything. That's really important nowadays as family, especially during going through this crisis and all. But let's not keep prolonging, prolonging this. Hollywood Shuffle. And um, I know I just got done talking about the sequels and whatnot, but since there is a remake in the works, I decided to not do a Hollywood Shuffle. And just talk a little, a little bit about the remake. So, from what I know, the remake is going straight to Disney+. And there are already three actors tied to it. The parents will be played by Ellie, Kemp, Ellie Kemper um, and Rob Delaney. And the new Kevin. Or new character similar to Kevin because it's not going to be uh, Kevin exactly. It's somewhat similar to him. Will be played by Archie Yates and Archie Yates just got into a movie not too long ago called um, Jojo Rabbit, I believe. He plays a friend. He plays Jojo Rabbit's uh, friend in that movie. He with the big black glasses on. So it'll be very interesting to see how this turns out. But yeah, that's it. That's the show. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next episode, I'll keep it a secret. Just, just tune in next week and we'll see you.